Well, good morning, Ville Church. How is it today? Come on, everybody, Ville Church. Come on, let's hear it. Man, excited to be here. I uh, just want to welcome everyone. If you're a first-time guest, um, I am not Dave. Uh, so if you're a first-time guest, come back next week. Uh, Pastor Dave uh, is just under the weather, and he called me earlier this morning and was like, Logue, I'm, I'm down, man. I, I, need, I need a pinch hitter. And I was, uh, was kind of kidding uh, and somewhat joking because... Uh, Briston, uh, the worship leader, had asked me last night to fill in on drums, and so I'm like, Dave, hey, I'm kind of like already committed to drums, and uh, I, I will try to do both. I, I will. I'll try. He's like, I got drums covered. Bring the word. So uh, I pray if you're a first-time guest or watching online today, uh, I pray for your patience and grace and understanding uh, with any of my human errors and human flaws, and I pray that I am lower and that Jesus is higher today and that hopefully I have a word that God has uh, laid on my heart that could impact your life today. Uh, and so thank you for being here. If you're a first-time guest, a regular guest, or an online viewer today, again, thank you so much for being here. I am very, very uh, graced uh, and blessed to be a part of Ville Church, and uh, we have a wonderful, wonderful uh, pastor and his family, and the fact that they would uh, trust me to bring the word in his stead, especially on a, a last-minute notice type situation, uh, that humbles me. Uh, and, and, and I don't take that lightly. Uh, I don't let that, try not to let that go to my head. I just want to get out of the way and let God do something. So I'm very gracious for Pastor Dave and Heather that they would uh, entrust me to bring the word this morning. Uh, if you'll take your Bible or your online uh, device, your Bible app, we're going to be in 1 Samuel chapter 17. Uh, and I'm so thankful for uh, the providence of God that uh, some of the songs we sang this morning uh, talked about the battle belongs and how uh, Brother John talked about battling and victory because we're going to talk about saying yes and facing giants today uh, out of 1 Samuel 17, a very familiar story if you have any church background at all. And maybe if you've never been to church and just kind of checking this thing out, you probably at least somewhere in a movie, probably a sports movie, have heard about David versus Goliath. And we're going to talk about that uh, today a little bit. And again, just pray for your grace and understanding as this was a, uh, while I think a word uh, from the Lord, it was definitely uh, my pen was smoking this morning and I was making notes after Dave called me. Uh, so uh, just bear with me. And let's just pray. Uh, once you we'll give you a second to get there and we'll pray and ask God to be with us this morning. Uh, Heavenly Father, uh, just pray that I get out of the way, God, just today that, uh, that you are known, that uh, your presence is already here, your spirit is here. I thank you for the worship and the dream team and all the volunteers at Ville Church and that we just try to get out of the way and let you move. Uh, and God, and that let people who are far from God start making steps of faith and see changes in their life that only come from you. And God, just praise you for who you are and what you've done in my life and what you're doing in the lives of those of people at Ville Church and in the city of Louisville and in the state of Kentucky and in the United States of America and in the world and just praise you for your power and your grace and mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. So um, there is a guy by the name of Richard Branson. You, you may be a name you're familiar with. Richard Branson, he uh, was the founder of a big, large corporation of companies called Virgin. Uh, there's Air, Virgin Airlines, Virgin Mobile. He has tons of companies. Uh, in fact, he recently, uh, in the last three or four years, uh, launched a space tourism 
uh, company. So anybody that's got about $300,000 that you want to spend on taking just a tour through space, sign up with Richard Branson and he'll get you hooked up on a tour of space. Uh, so, uh, but Richard Branson, so obviously a successful guy, millionaire. He's, 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 a lot of people look to him as a, as a mentor on business and, and leading people. Uh, and Richard Branson said, if someone offers you an unbelievable, an amazing opportunity, say yes, and figure out how to do it after you've said yes. Uh, and, and so uh, if someone comes to you, if God comes to you with an opportunity or a mentor or a boss or a family member, uh, if they come to you with an, uh, a great opportunity, we're going to talk about putting our yes on the table today uh, when we face giants. And so uh, Richard Branson said, say yes and figure out how to do it later. Uh, as you uh, look in 1 Samuel 17 verses 1 through 8, uh, we'll just read there. I'm going to pull up my app, bear with me. Verse 1, the Philistines now mustered their army for battle and camped between Sokah and Judah and Azekah at Ephesdeum. Saul countered by gathering his Israelite troops near the valley of Elah. So this is in the valley of Elah. Uh, so uh, any boxing fans in here? We got any boxing fans in the, in the house? All right, some boxing fans, like three. So uh, we're a, we are not a violent church at Ville. We are not into violence. Um, so uh, my dad was a, was a huge boxing fan, still is, uh, and I grew up watching uh, boxing with my father, uh, and there was this thing, this this fight, uh, which should be near and dear to our hearts in Louisville because of Ali, the rumble in the jungle, and now we're in the Valley of Elah, so we had the rumble in the jungle, now we got the rally in the valley, um, so, so the Philistines and Israelites faced each other on opposite hills with the valley between them, then Goliath, a Philistine champion from Gath, came out of the Philistine ranks to face the forces of Israel, he was over nine feet tall. He wore a bronze helmet, and his bronze coat of mail weighed 125 pounds. He also wore bronze leg armor, and he carried a bronze javelin on his shoulder. The shaft of his spear was as heavy and thick as a weaver's beam tipped with an iron spearhead that weighed 15 pounds. His armor bearer walked ahead of him carrying a shield. And so Goliath is a giant, man, nine feet tall. He could dunk and didn't even have to... Uh, jump or anything. He could just stand there and dunk, right? Goliath was uh, a giant. And so uh, the Israelite army, they're on this side of the mountain. You have the valley of Elah, Philistines on this side, the rally in the valley. Uh, and the Israelite army and King Saul, they are fearful. And, and maybe rightfully so. They are human, and we are human. And when we face our battles, we face our giants, we have we have fear. But uh, what we, those of us who know the Lord can remember, and this is your First point is when God's power is behind me, we can move forward. You have to remember that God's power is behind me, we can move forward. Because uh, we fear giants because we remember, and this is just human nature, we remember our failures instead of remembering the times that God gave us victory. And it's our human nature to go to every time we failed, well, that didn't work. And our naysayers say that didn't work and that broke and you didn't win that time and you lost that time. And all we ever remember when we're facing these battles and we're looking across whatever the valley that we're in, we, we remember the failures and not the victories. And if, if you're familiar with the story, you're going to know that David is going to come along and, and he, he's going to have some, some triumph and some victory. And, and what David did, as we see later on in verse 33 and 34, is that he remembered 
his victories. He remembered the victories that God had given him, like when he uh, had beaten a bear and beaten a lion with really just a stick and a, a staff as he, David was a shepherd and he protected sheep. And so uh, as David is learning about Goliath and the Israelite army fighting the Philistines and he's preparing to maybe face Goliath, he remembers, uh, well, well, God did help me. I'm just, I'm just a lowly shepherd and he helped me beat a, a bear and a lion to protect the sheep. And he remembered those victories. See, when we remember what God has done for us, then we will trust what God can do for us. When we remember what God has done for us, we can remember what God can do for us. Uh, when we forget, that's when we doubt. When we forget that God has done for us, we forget that he will do for us. And so we have to remember those victories. And that's uh, one reason I, I, I'm, I'm I'm going to encourage you to do this. I will tell you my own human errors. I, I try to do this, and I, and I fail often. I do take a lot of notes in my daily time with the Lord, but an actual prayer journal, which is something my mother and father, I mean, they do it uh, just with ease, and it's part of their routine. If, if in your quiet time and in the time you spend with the Lord, I would encourage you to keep a prayer journal and write down what you prayed about, what what battle you were facing and, and, and when God answered it and what he did to give you victory because then you can refer back and remember what God has done for you so that you can know what God can, can do for you uh, in the future. You know, hindsight gives a lot of insight. You know, what's the old saying? Hindsight is twenty twenty, right? So when we look back and remember what God has done for us, we can look forward. Hindsight gives a lot of insight. Uh, and what David remembered, and the Bible says this, is that God is the same yesterday, today, and the next day, and the next day, and forever. So if God did it for you yesterday, why would he not do it for you going forward? So we need to remember that God is the same. And so remember that God's power is behind us. The second thing we need to remember when we're facing giants and we're going to say yes is that we need to have God's presence beside us. And remember that God's presence is beside us. So uh, as you look further on down into uh, verse 40, um, you'll see that they start to prepare uh, for this battle. And the way I kind of look at it, again, I'm a boxing fan. I now realize I am the only one in Ville Church. But uh, if, if you've ever watched a boxing match, um, there is this announcer named Bruce Buffer. Uh, and he is kind of famous for starting the boxing match. You know, he'll, the two boxers will come up. Hey, touch hands. They go over the rules. We're going to have a clean fight. And then the mic drops from the top. And Bruce Buffer says, let's get ready to rumble! Bruce Buffer is kind of famous for that. So uh, to me, as, as David is preparing, this is, that's the let's get ready to rumble moment that's, that's going on. Uh, and so in verse 40, uh, he picked up five smooth stones from a stream and put them in his shepherd's bag. And then armed only with his shepherd's staff and sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistines. So again, we talked about uh, Goliath. He's nine foot tall. He has all this armor. He has this javelin, the spear. Uh, he's almost insurmountable. And if you read through that, and I encourage you this week, maybe take some time and read uh, 1 Samuel chapter 17 uh, and see that the Israelite army and Saul, uh, Goliath would come out and, and speak and kind of taunt them. Goliath had a 
mouth. You know, he was one of those guys that was, okay, I know I'm big and bad, and I'm also going to tell you that I'm big and bad. Uh, and so he would come out and kind of put some fear into the Israelite army and Saul, and they would. They would get, they would get fearful, and Saul actually kind of put out almost like a hit, a bounty uh, for Goliath and was like, whoever can do this, like, I'll let you marry one of my daughters or give you some riches and, and, and uh, no one is stepping up. They're all afraid of Goliath and, and David, uh, the whole reason he even winds up in the valley is David is, has many brothers and they're at battle and so he comes to, according to the instructions of his father, Jesse, hey, take them uh, some food, some nourishment. Uh, he takes 10 loaves of bread and some cheese, and uh, there's, there's a whole message just in that, that David has the right birth and the right things in his basket, but for time's sake, we're going we're gonna to just, just pause right there on that and just know that he had the right stuff in his basket. David had the right birth, uh, and he's on his way uh, to help his brothers, give them some nourishment. And David is like, who is this guy that is, challenging the Israelite army, challenging God's, God's army, challenging God. Who is he, you know, kind of defending God's honor already, kind of like, who is this guy talking about that he's going to defeat God? Who is this Goliath guy? Uh, and so as he's getting the stones, and, uh, you know, some people are like, why did he pick up five stones? And, and you know, maybe, maybe I'm reading into it or, or whatever, but it's kind of common historical knowledge that Goliath had four brothers, uh, and so he, he picks up five stones, and he, take, and he has a sling, uh, and it's different from what we kind of call a slingshot nowadays. Maybe some of you had more adventurous parents. If we don't have any boxing fans, maybe we don't have any parents who let their kids have slingshots nowadays, but uh, I can tell you I had a slingshot uh, as just a good old boy from West Kentucky. I definitely, heck, I probably still got a slingshot. So, uh, But unlike a slingshot of today's technology, it would have, uh, to give you something to give you like a mind's eye view of it, the, the little part that goes on your sunglasses that you keep and it's like a little strap, that's essentially what a sling looked like uh, in those days. And uh, they would have, have a larger piece of material and they'd put the stone in it and wrap it up and swing it around their arm. So he's got a sling and five stones and they're ready to rumble. Uh, and what we see in verse 47, because uh, if, you, if you can't, figure out where this is going. D David wins, by the way. Uh, David overcomes Goliath. He, he beats uh, the giant because uh, he remembered that God was behind him and that God is beside him. Uh, and in verse 47, and I was so excited whenever uh, Briston sang, uh, the battle belongs. Let's check out verse 47. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with sword and spear, that this is the Lord's battle, and he will give you to us. One translation literally says, the battle belongs to the Lord. Uh, and so, I'm, I'm, again, the providence of God and the, and the open-heartedness and the, and the submission of, of Briston and our team to be able to, God, to merge that together all last minute. Uh, man, the battle does belong to God. Uh, it does belong to the Lord. And, and David remembered this. And, and so, David was not fighting God's battle. God was fighting David's battle for him. David was not fighting God's battle. God was fighting David's battle for him. And David knew that if we take care of our faith, God will take care of our battles. We have to remember our faith and take care of our faith because God has the battle. And 
David did not kill Goliath for God. God killed Goliath for David. See, David didn't really even ask much about Goliath other than who is this guy kind of dogging my God, the God. And if you notice, as you read through that, again, I encourage you this week, read 1 Samuel 17. David mentions God nine times to one to Goliath. All the other Israelite army, military personnel, Goliath, Goliath, he's too big, he's too strong, he's too powerful. And David mentions God, God, God. Nine times to one, David mentions God. And how many battles can you win if you know God is beside you? And then thirdly, I have God's purpose before me. God's presence behind us, God's presence beside me, God's purpose before me. See, the, David, the reason that David risked his life for God's glory, as we see in 45 and 47, David replied to the Philistine, You come to me with sword, spear, and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Today the Lord will conquer you, and I will kill you, and cut off your head, and then I will give the dead bodies to your men, to the birds and wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. See, David's purpose was not to be the, you know, strap on the belt. It was to give glory to God. It was to defend God's honor. And, and again, and all of that was God using David so that he could get the glory and honor. And that's what we have to remember, our, that God's purpose is before us. As we're in the valley and we're looking across and we see our Goliath, we see our giant. And I don't know what giant you're facing today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that we've got some people facing giants today, some battles, because God continues to use that in today's, all throughout today's service, is that if you're facing, if you've got a battle, so whatever you're facing today, if your kid is getting in trouble at school, if, uh, if, you, if you're having trouble in your marriage, if you are having trouble at work, if the finances are, you're, you know, you're running out a month before you run out of money, uh, and, and so uh, if, if that is what you're facing, whatever it is, remember that God's purpose before you uh, can, can be why we can overcome and why we triumph over uh, these giants, uh, because our God saves. See, this entire story is about a Savior. It's all about that the giant has been defeated. He's already been defeated. See, Jesus laid down his life for us. Sometimes we think we're not worthy, especially when we're in a battle, and what we talked about, we're remembering when we lost, we remember the failures, we think we're not worthy. Think you can't defeat a giant. We'll have some good news for you. Jesus already did. Jesus already beat the giant. He's beat death. He's beat the tomb. He's beat the grave for you and for me. See, there was this, it reminds me of a story. There was this little girl. Just think of some little girl, your little girl, your grandchild, three, four years old. Went with dad to the county fair. And again, I'm from West Kentucky, so the county fair, you could fit in this room. Uh, so, but... They found the cotton candy booth. Got any cotton, cotton candy fans in here? Cotton candy? 
Don't no boxing fans, no cotton candy fans. What do the people at Ville do? I don't, they don't do what I what I'm doing in my spare time. But um, I like cotton candy most of all. My sister loves cotton candy. My younger sister and now my brother's oldest girl, Addie. Uh, my niece, man, you talk about candy, cotton candy. Uh, I work for a, a candy distributor. I have become the favorite uncle really quick. Um, so, <laughs> uh, little girl with dad, and the dad says, okay, we'll get you some cotton candy, dear. Uh, and they go up to the cotton candy booth and the vendor, uh, the, the carny, whatever you want to call him, uh, he is, you know, got that little stick and waving that cotton candy uh, onto it. It's, it's piling. I mean, it's just getting bigger and bigger. And of course, the little girl is getting excited. Uh, she, yeah, this is my kind of cotton candy booth. I like this guy. And uh, the, they finish it and it's, it's just, it's bigger than the girl. The cotton candy pile on the, it's bigger than her. And, and, and dad says to her, you know, Man, uh, dear, that's, that's so great that you got that cotton candy, but it, it's so big, you'll never, you'll never be able to manage it. You can't, you can't eat all that. And the little girl says, Dad, I'm big on the inside. <laughs> and if Jesus is in your life, you're big on the inside. And so whatever giant, whatever battle you're facing if you know Jesus, you're big on the inside and you can overcome it. So you may be here today and you've been facing battles and you've been facing giants and you don't have the same confidence that David had. You don't have the same confidence that a lot of us at Ville have because you haven't come to know Jesus. When you come to know Jesus, you take a step of faith, put your faith in him that he came to the earth that he died on the cross and it was for you because there is a payment for the sin and he has been the payment. Uh, and so if you come to Jesus now, that doesn't mean every battle is now a piece of cake. But it does mean he's beside you and you can overcome the battle. Uh, and so uh, if, the, if the band will start making their way up here, uh, again, I said, you know, bear with me for, for how quick and short it is, but I think that God has something to say about someone in a battle today, and maybe you're here today. I would ask that everyone bow your head. Let's just bow our head, uh, close your eyes, and uh, if you are here today and you have been facing a battle and you don't know Jesus, or you're not facing a battle, but you still don't know Jesus, but you want to know Jesus, you want this confidence, you want the power of the cross, the power of the blood, that redeeming life through you. All I ask, no one's going to look around. I just want to pray for you. There's not going to be any pressure on you. No one's going to come to you. No one's going to embarrass you. But I just ask you to slip your hand up just real quick, high, high and real quick. If you need to know Jesus as your Savior, I see that hand. I see that hand. Uh, and so if you need to know Jesus, we're going to give you an opportunity to come to know Jesus so that the battles and the giants you face can become a much more manageable and that they have been defeated by Jesus. Heavenly Father, for those in this room today that, that don't know you, I, I thank you for your power and spirit and presence and God that you would move in their life uh, and that they would have a moment in which they realize who you are and they would come to faith in you and be able to move forward as a follower of you. Maybe you're here today and you are a follower of Jesus, but you have some giants and you have some battles and you're facing them and you and you've just, you, right now, you're just low. You just, you, maybe you're not defeated, but you're close. And, and you just needed to be reminded that Jesus is right beside you. God is right beside you. His power is behind you. He's beside you, and his purpose is before you. 
If that's you, just slip your hand up because I just want to pray for you. And I know that people all in Ville Church want to pray for you. I see those hands. I see those hands. And the altar will be open. If you're facing a battle, facing a giant, the altar will be open. As when we close, if you need to bring that to the altar and, and pray and bring that to him. Heavenly Father, for those that are facing giants that do know you, God, remind them of the victories that you've given them already, that the victory has already been won over death and that life is given to them and that each individual uh, specific battle that people of Ville are facing, God, that you are there beside them and that you want to rise up and be uh, lift them into victory. And I pray that you would have uh, your grace and your power and mercy on each of those uh, individual battles that they're facing. In Jesus' name, and I'm going to have John step back up. In Jesus' name, amen.